This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You know what moment it is? It's the moment to have one of our favorite people on the program. NBA Crunch Time, presented by Caesar Sportsbook, is back, baby. The NBA's only whip-around show. It's really good, and it's free to watch. It's commercial-free on the NBA app. Tonight and Saturday, starting at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 5.30 out here on the West Coast. Join Jared Greenberg, that's who's coming up, as he takes you to the biggest moments of the night as they happen live. Uh, Mr. Greenberg, you are busy. You cover the NBA, so you're up till 5 in the morning, and you have a newborn. You're a saint for being on this show at this time of day. Thank you. Good morning. He just gave me flashbacks. The Mike, 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 Mike. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you a coffee guy? Do you just, do you just oh, pour yeah. the caffeine into your body? Yeah, the worst part is for crunch time tonight, <laughs> which I'll be hosting for two hours commercial free, um, I, I go with uh, a Trenta. Before the show, during the show as well. So I have about two cups during the day and then an extra large tonight during the show. So, yeah, the, the, the caffeine is going through my blood. So when I have a heart attack, you'll know exactly why. Here's what I don't understand about the human body. And maybe there's a doctor yeah. that can explain this to me. When I'm doing radio, and I used to do four hours of radio, or I'm doing TV, which I've done, yeah. I, my body is a, is a, is a machine. I can, I can drink all the coffee I want and not have to go to the yeah. bathroom for five. But yeah. put me on an airplane in a oh, window God. seat and give me half a beer and I got to get up seven times. I'm sorry. I got to get up again. I apologize. Well, that's, that's for as much as you and I fly. That is why I protest sitting in a window seat. Same. I am all for, I, I will, I, I am perfectly fine with people annoying me and asking me to get up as much as possible. But man, you know, for, I, I feel like I've been living on the West coast this year with all the games I've been doing. I am fine on a four or five hour flight you know, sitting on the aisle and getting up for other people because I'm getting, I'm getting up like a million times. I'm getting up like a pregnant woman. These oh, days me too. On a plane. No. Yeah. Sometimes I'll just look at the coffee cart and I'll have to go to the bathroom again just by staring <laughs> at it. And it brings out the worst to me, Jared, because I, I don't fly windows. But, you know, sometimes you get bumped on a flight. You're flying. There are times I end up on a window seat. It's the only seat available. And I've had people be put out when I get up the third time. And I'm not. I'm like, look, man, here's the social contract. You want to switch seats, switch the other one, get up 20 times. Right, like, exactly. All right, calm down, bro. Because <laughs> you know, just stand up. I don't need your judgment. I'm aware that I'm getting up a lot. I know it's all right. Let's get into some hoops. Jared Greenberg here on the program. Um, there's so many places we could start. I, if you don't mind, even though it's it's sort of low hanging fruit, I, I want to hang with, with. I want to start with. I want to hang with. I want to hang with Draymond Green. Jared, can you set that up? No, I want to. I want to start with Draymond Green. And what has been obviously a very disappointing season for the Warriors. But teams have been poor this part of the year, including last year's Lakers. And 
find a way to have a, a meaningful run in the postseason. Obviously, there's a lot that surrounds Draymond Green. I want to make this open-ended. What do you make of, of where he is at and where his team is at in this return, and what is your optim- optimism level for, for him and, and or the Warriors the rest of the way? Yeah, I was really high on the Warriors this year. I thought that they did some things in the offseason that would help them out. But, you know, uh, Draymond right now is, is the boy who cried wolf. Um, and, and the biggest issue with the Warriors this year is Draymond's lack of availability because when he's been on the court, they've been, they've been pretty good. But he's missed a lot of basketball games, and it's not because of injuries. So when he's not around, the Warriors' defense suffers, and quite frankly, the Warriors' offense suffers as well. Um, and, and it's not that I don't trust him right now. It's that you got to prove it. You, you've just got to go out and do it. And, um, you know, he's not the victim in all of this. He, he is not by any stretch of the imagination, the victim. So let's go out and see him play basketball. I think the biggest struggle right now, for the golden state warriors is the fact that, uh, they've got a really, a lot of, a lot of good teams in front of them. And even if they play great basketball, they're going to have to count on some other teams to fall out of the mix based on the position they put themselves in. Uh, Derek Greenberg, let me let me give you three teams in the Western Conference who have high expectations for themselves and are currently underperforming those expectations and, and tell me who you think can make who's most capable of making a run and who's most capable of, of disappointing between the Phoenix Suns, the Golden State Warriors, and the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, the, the team with the most talent in this scenario is the Phoenix Suns. But to go back to your, your point that you kind of glossed over about a lot of teams have injuries, um, the Phoenix Suns not only have, have had a lot of injuries and a lot of inconsistency, but that's who they are. For, for anybody in that organization or a fan of that organization or just a casual, casual observer to say, oh, they've had some bad luck, then, then you haven't been paying attention to the track record of Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant. These guys get hurt every year, and every year it puts their team in a precarious situation. So I'd love to say Phoenix. I think that they have the best chance to, to really do some damage here, uh, but, but I just don't trust the fact that they're going to be healthy, right? Like people keep on saying, oh, once Phoenix gets healthy, they'll be fine. Who's to say they're going to get healthy, right? Like I just, I'm not going to count on that. That's like saying um, once I, I get tall. I'll be fine. You know, so, <laughs> right, exactly. Some things don't change. Right, exactly. They, they don't, and this is who they are, um, which is why it's, it was a risk to put these three guys together. It's why it's a risk to put a super team that is so top-heavy in, in star power together because it, it leaves you really with a lack of depth and a lack of a supporting cast. So, um, you know, I, I, I'd probably say the Lakers out of them, but I, I don't love their supporting cast. Uh, I, I think – the, 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 to me, the Warriors are the team that has the best opportunity to change their makeup before the trade deadline because I think that they have some viable assets that other teams value more than they value internally. And I think the Warriors and Mike Dunleavy and his first year as general manager might be able to get something back to shake up the mix here with now uh, just under a month to go before the deadline. Yeah, you and I, Jared Greenberg, are on the exact same page. I think we will be on, on this, too. I, I think Eric Spolstra is a stunning coach, and I don't know that he's under the radar anymore to the casual fan. I think it's become very clear the last few years how good this guy is at what he does, and I had the advantage of covering that team every day uh, for, 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 for a stretch of my life and living in Miami. He's also a really nice guy. His edgy press conference is notwithstanding. He's just a really good dude, and I'm sure that colors my view 
$120 million over eight years is a lot of money. And I know a few years ago there were worries, quiet, not overwhelming, but worries in Miami that maybe eventually Spo would leave because he wanted to get paid. He felt like he wasn't paid at the level he should be at his, at his level of, of, of excellence. He's paid now. What do you make of Eric Spolster, a $120 million contract over eight years? Yeah, I mean, I, I really don't care that much, to be, to be honest with you, about the money. I think it's more about the long-term commitment that, that should excite people that are fans of Miami Heat or appreciate Eric Spolster, as you said, I think is, is widely viewed right now as the best tacticianer in the game. If you, if you needed a coach for one series or one game, uh, with any group of, of people, whether it's stars, whether it's a bunch of uh, underappreciated, undrafted players, it, it, he spans the spectrum of being able to coach every single type of player in this league, manage personalities, and manage the game, adjusting in-game, adjusting between games. I think he's the best coach. So the fact that he's going to stay there long-term is sensational. And it's it's good for Miami. Like, you know, they, they have taken for granted that organization at times, some of the great people they've had help Pat Riley. And, and by help, I'm probably understating the value of people like Andy Ellisberg in the front office and Adam oh, Simon in the front office, yep. right? And, and, and Eric Spolstra. And there's quite a few others that really it's taken a long time, whether it's Mickey Harrison or, or Pat Riley, to not only in, in salary and compensation, but in title, give these guys what they deserve um, to, to help, you know, just help them out the way other teams would value them. And, and they have stayed loyal to that organization for, for a lot of good reasons. Um, and I'm just glad to see guys like Andy and, 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 uh, and Coach Spoga taken care of in the last few months. I'm, I'm with you. Uh, Andy Ellsberg, excellent, excellent front office guru, cap specialist, more than that, a big part of their organization. Right. We're talk, not talking to Eric Spolstra. I got excited. I'd rather talk to Jaron Greenberg. Take that, Spo. That'd be, that'd be a lot I'd, better if you were talking to Spo. No, I'd rather talk to you, man, because Spo wouldn't say anything. You know, I'd be like, well, Bill, we're just, hey, Eric, how's it going? I don't know, Bill. I'm taking it one moment at a time. I mean, I love Eric, <laughs> but he's, I've had him a couple of times. The interviews weren't great. They're great when the cam, when, when the microphone's off. Uh, we are, we're actually less than a month. I think it's, I'm bad at math, 28 days, uh, less than 30 days from the, the trade deadline. I know you never know, and this question is always fraught with getting it wrong because you just don't know. But but from what you're hearing, you know whether it's it's DeJounte Murray or it's Zach Levine or it's the guys that remain in Toronto or other names, do you think it's going to be a, a robust or a, or a quiet trade deadline as best you can forecast and guess at Jared Greenberg? Well, I hope it'll be robust. I, I certainly think there are certain teams like Toronto, like Chicago, that need to make moves. I think it would be a real shame if those teams stay intact and go into the summer in a precarious situation. Um, But I think more than that, we're going to see, and and it's a product of the parity that we're seeing around the league, but there's a lot of teams that think they have a chance this year. So whether it's superstars or just around the edges, like, you know, that that move the Knicks made for OG Ananobi, I think is a sign of things to come around the league. Now, I probably, in you and I, uh, understand the value of an OG Ananobi more than the average fan. And I, I was quite disappointed at Knicks fan, to be honest with you, who didn't understand how good this guy was. And now you're 5-0 and since he came over. But I think moves like that are going to happen from a lot of teams that think that they are one or two or three uh, moves away. And if they can't get a superstar, they don't feel like paying the high price for a superstar uh, or a number two or number three type of player. They're going to fill in their holes and help themselves get better to make what they think can be a deep playoff run. Talking to Jared Greenberg here on on the program, and you're you're right about Ananobi. I mean, it's been, I I don't know what his plus minus is at, but it's 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 it is absolutely 
off the charts. Um, I'm really glad, Jared, that that Tyrese Halliburton's injury seems to be much less serious than we first thought a few nights ago when he, when he got carried off the floor. And my hope is he'll return quickly and, and get right back up to, to form. So I'm going to ask you this question in the hope that, that maybe it'll still be relevant two or three months from now. But you are like me, an MVP voter. Where did you slot? I know it's early, but where did you, before the injury, slot Halliburton into your MVP list conversation, evolving sort of idea of, of, of that group of guys before he, he got hurt? Probably probably would have had him six, definitely outside the top five. Okay. Um, my, my, my five in, in the most recent um, one that I put down uh, within the last couple of weeks would have been Embiid one, Jokic two, Shea Gildas, uh, either Shea or Luka three, four, yep. um, somewhere there, and then Giannis five. Uh, I, I just think the, the issue right now for a Halliburton is um, obviously the injury is going to be a major factor, but you know, other than Luca, um, I would say those other guys are on teams that are significantly better right now. And, and I think that that's going to go a long way. Um, and then Luca's just offensive numbers, you know, scoring in particular, which, you know, maybe we should value some of the other things that Tyrese Halliburton does, but, but then again, um, you know, some of these guys just, give you nothing on the defensive side of the ball. So I think a lot of that, that kind of uh, is going to balance it, itself out when you're doing your final voting throughout the year. But I, I think it's fun. I, I think that, you know, Embiid right now looks like he's, he's head and shoulders above everyone else. Um, but I think that we're in for a fun ride because when you really start to look at the numbers um, and the impact on winning, we've got, I would say, probably seven, seven solid candidates that we can't close the book on just yet. I'm with you. I, I have not done my list in maybe six weeks, but every month or two, I'll I'll, I'll put it out there. I'll, I'll write about it, and it is it's so brutal. Not that I want guys to get hurt, but I really want some guys to stop playing so well, so it's not so <laughs> difficult. Just selfishly, right. when we get to the end of the year, Jared Greenberg here on the show. Um, my producer uh, Tom, his grandma's a huge John Morant fan, so she wanted me to ask you a uh, I guess a, a jaw question. I'm not even sure what the con- for me like Memphis's season is over. It is obviously, absolutely, it is brutal. May, you know, they do own their, their pick, so, you know, maybe you sort of, you, you hope that they're bad enough they can draft a really great player who can who can complement Ja, but, it, but but they're sort of a win-now mode. What, what is the right takeaway for you from the Ja Morant back from suspension, plays pretty well, now he's gone for the year story? Well, until... Tom sends out a video of his grandmother doing the gritty, like Ja... <laughs> I'm not going to buy that she's a Jaw fan. It's fair. It's fair. It's fair. Come on, Tom. Step it up. Step it up with the grandmother. Get your grandma in the game, Tom. That's right. Um, yeah, you know, I'm actually quite disappointed. I have uh, the Grizzlies on TNT next week in what I thought was going to be an exciting game of, of two upcoming stars, uh, John Moran against Anthony Edwards. I've got Memphis at Minnesota next Thursday on TNT. So I was really looking forward to that. Um, I, I think – this is, this is a time of reflection for, for Memphis to figure out um, what type of pieces they need around Ja and, uh, you know, eventually Steven Adams comes back and, and Brandon Clark. But, um, you know, what, what is Desmond Bain? Can Desmond Bain be a second-leading scorer, a third-leading scorer? Uh, Jaron Jackson, um, you know, they had a great win last night. But, like, Jaron Jackson, for, like, and he's one of the best, nicest guys around the league, too, 
but I think it's a fair criticism to say that Jaron Jackson's got to find a way now that he is probably going to be the number one guy to, to remain on the court. Dude fouls out way too much. I don't know that in terms, yeah, he's the reigning defensive player of the year, but is he disciplined enough defensively? Can he guard one-on-one enough? Um, and, and does he have night in night out that, that ability to score at a consistent level while also playing a high level of defense? I, I think these are questions that are going to be hard to judge because of the lack of talent and support around uh, Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson for the stretch run here. But, but I think you're right. You know, this is going to be an opportunity for Taylor Jenkins to really coach these guys up and, and figure out going into next summer what they need uh, to be ready. I, I think, you know, just the most thankful thing and, and some of the things I've read is, is when this injury took place for Ja, like based on, uh, you know, case history, he, he should be more than ready to go for the start of next season. And you just stay out of trouble, keep your head down, focus on the game, focus on supporting your teammates. Hope he's okay mentally because of, uh, you know, some of the circumstances he put himself through and now this unfortunate injury. Hopefully that, that he's in the right headspace and, and he could be ready to go to uh, attack the league by storm come next season. He is the outstanding Jared Greenberg. Remember, NBA Crunch Time is back. It is free on the NBA app tonight and Saturday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I'll do the math for you because I'm, I'm bad at it. Five. I wrote it down, 5.30 p.m. Yeah. out here on the West Coast on Pacific Time, 7.30 Central Time, 6.30 Mountain Time. I'm a math machine. Uh, watch Jared do his thing. Jared Greenberg, I always love having you on, pal. Thanks for uh, thanks for the time. Appreciate the crunch time love. It's my passion. I hope people check it out. It's the best way to watch the full slate of the NBA schedule all at once tonight. Can I just complain that it's not every night? Because I love it. Can we get it like four nights a week? Yeah, I mean, you'd have me in the studio talking about, you know, two games that are going on at once. Instead of tonight, when we come on the air, there'll be seven games going That's on. Fair. That's yeah. fair. But, dude, I, I need more Jerry Greenberg time in my life. Yeah, well, my apparently my, my six-month-old baby needs me at home. One I get it. Too. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's the priority. You can't really speak yet, so I can't confirm that, but I'm just guessing. No, I think I, I believe that's the case. Uh, Mr. Greenberg, <laughs> get some sleep. Appreciate you as always, Thanks, pal. Guys. Thanks. Yeah, dude. Jerry right, Greenberg. Video, Tom. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.